All right, all right, all right. I am a charity. I am a singer, songwriter, guitarist, uh, overall creative and artist. Privileged and honored to be from the city, the great city of Detroit. These string is always wildly out of tune. My music is grounded in my experience as a black woman. I would say that I create music um, for black women from from the experience of, of being a black woman. And so um, I aim to really create a space for um, softness and vulnerability and tenderness, um, as well as strength. And if I'm jealous of the cars, be still, that's a dead horse. But there's things I wish I'd had about it. My headphones are falling off and I was gonna try to fight through it, but we're just gonna start over. Charity Ward released her debut album, Tenderheaded, in February of 2020. Her calendar was set to tour the project. She was planning to gather at venues face-to-face the whole deal. But the coronavirus had other plans, and Charity said she felt pressured to adapt to a virtual world. So she sat down and shared that story with us, what it was like to be a musician in the middle of a global pandemic. This is We Lived It, a special project produced by the Detroit Free Press in partnership with the Michigan History Center. The goal of this project is to document stories of the pandemic for future generations, but also to bring us together while we live it now. How did you get into music? Where did this start? Was this always a thing? Kinda, it was always a thing in that um, my dad's a preacher. My mom is just as devout. I'm one of four girls. Um, and so, you know, we sang, we played piano. We took piano lessons, classical piano. One day at piano lessons, my teacher, I'm not doing my skills right. And she like, is popping my hand with a pencil. She had this very German intense approach. And I was like, ma'am, this is what we not gonna do. <laughs> like, and I remember telling my mom, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done with piano lessons. And she was like, well, you gotta play something else. And so um, I was homeschooled. That's another fun fact. And we would go to these co-ops um, where like other homeschool families would come and take classes to get credits toward graduation. And everybody was like playing guitar. And I was like, I wanna play guitar. So my mom bought me a guitar. I started guitar lessons and everything that I hated about classical and about piano, guitar was its foil. It was the exact opposite of that in that it felt like this instant opportunity to create. And I discovered that like there was a songwriter in there all this time. Um, And so I always tell people, I was 13 when I started playing guitar and that was the age where I began to feel beautiful because I recognized my ability to create beautiful things. Where you going, Mr. Time? Hey, what you doing with my life? 
I did a lot of work over those years that I was working on Tenderheaded in terms of like actually recording it, getting it all produced and all that. I did a lot of like self-discovery work of like, who am I? What's true about me? How can I package this all into a very authentic, engaging branding experience? And something that I discovered leading up to 2020 was that I was this in-person artist. People got to get in the room with me, you know, and I did two dinner parties, released singles through dinner parties where I have all women, they're eating with me and we're sharing because that's what Tenderheaded is. It's really this conversation about black womanhood. Um, even, even the interludes, it's like women just talking, right? Even my release show, which was on March 13th, it was very intimate. It was in a hair salon and it was, you know, 20 something women getting their hair done, listening to the music and then talking about how they had that exact same experience. Like I had booked dates in Atlanta and in Chicago. And then it was like, no, ma'am, hair salons are closed. <laughs> like you can't, you can't do anything in person. And I struggled to make that adjustment. I struggled to pivot because I wanted to be authentic and virtual just didn't feel like that for me. When you were at home, were you creating at all? Was there any type of musical flame or was it extinguished by the pandemic? Um, I wasn't like writing a song every week. I wasn't visiting creativity daily. And there was just this pressure, this like social media influencer pressure of like, how are you going to maximize on the pandemic? And I'm just like, y'all, people are human and people are navigating some real life stuff. And I don't want to just make noise. I want to say something when I have something to say. And I recognized in that moment that I didn't have anything to say. And so what did you end up doing? How did you replace uh, those performances? I did some IG lives um, with some people where we talked about some of the themes that come up in Tenderheaded. I um, did a couch concert. I can put out journal prompts that corresponded with different songs. I was fortunate to still get a lot of like virtual um you know, people like, hey, we want a 20 minute set from you, you know, and I'll sit somewhere in my loft and record that and they'll play it for their event. But like, I'll be honest, I just don't like virtual. What COVID gave me the opportunity to do is discover a new way of being. And so I wanted to get to know who that charity was. I spent my whole 20s, the whole thing in a relationship. And then for the first time, I'm single. And so I need to get acquainted with this person. And so from that, I was able to write some stuff. I have been able to write some stuff. But be clear, there were some months where I was just like, I haven't picked my guitar up. I haven't recorded anything. Just because, I don't know, I just think the pandemic has been, it's hard on my energy. Like sometimes I just want to lay down. I was so devastated that I have finally finished what felt like it's not my life's work but up until now it is you know like I'll make something better I'll I'll have another life's work um but up until that point like I was so deeply proud of tenderheaded and so deeply proud of myself and people are like you gotta pivot you gotta you gotta do the virtual stuff uh get get women together on zoom and I was like I don't want to that is not who I am. So I struggled with that a lot and I felt like tenderheaded. I just felt like it didn't get the life that it was supposed to have. But December changed my mind on that, definitely. 
So um, you know how at the end of the year, people get from their streaming services, like um, their top listened to artists, their top albums. So many people were like tagging me, like all of a sudden I'm getting all these mentions and I'm like, what is this? And it was so many people that were like, Charity, you were my top listened to artist this year. Tenderheaded was my top album. There was people tagging me in posts that said that their Apple Music had told them that they had listened to Tenderheaded 528 times. And I was just like, excuse me? Like, oh, what? And and so I'm like just sitting here and I'm getting all these tags and I'm like reposting and then I'm just sobbing, crying like out of nowhere because I felt like Tenderheaded had got robbed of this opportunity to have a life. And I thought maybe it would be some people's top album in March. But for it to be that in December, that means that the whole year you listen to this music. And and you have people saying like Tenderheaded got me through the pandemic. And I'm like, excuse Like it was just this like, huh? I bet you know exactly what you wear and how you style your hair. The tuxedos on the boys, oh my God, they look so definite. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Did you take some time to discover you? So I wasn't being the content queen. I just wasn't even on Instagram. And Tenderheaded still was serving this beautiful, beautiful purpose. And so... That's why I take pride in the fact that I didn't do a lot because it's like sometimes you don't have to do a lot. Please save room for dessert because if they don't come true, there's more cake than wedding cake, there's more dreams than diamond rings, there's more you're here to change than your last name. On February 28th, 2021, exactly one year after Tinder Headed was released, Charity got another concert. She called it Tinder Headed at Home. It was at her home and looked very different than the event she held a year prior. Charity said only 16 tickets were sold and negative tests were required to get in and everyone wore masks and sat six feet apart. I have learned a lesson around rest and around harvest and around just this reality that like, sometimes all the work that you did plants a whole bunch of seeds and you can just let them blossom. All these expectations I had for Tenderheaded, they came crashing down and I needed to sit with myself. And I'm glad that I did that because now I'm, I'm clearer on what I do have to say now. According to Charity, everything she has to say now is beyond where she was when Tenderheaded was conceived. So the last question is pretty obvious. I'm, I'm not going to be that guy, but, uh, you know, we want to know what's next. But I won't I won't ask you that question. I won't I won't do that to you. I, I appreciate you not doing that to me, but I, I really do want to put something out this year, even if it's just something short and small. Like I I, I need to release stuff. We Lived It is reported and produced by Darcy Moran, Tad Davis and me, Carrie Jr. The second. 
Project materials are supplied by the Michigan History Center, with special thanks to Mark Harvey. Our executive producers are Marianne Struman and Anjanette Delgado, and our editor is Peter Batia. Everybody has their own story to share about the COVID-19 pandemic. Submit yours by leaving a three-minute telling at 313-288-0370. That's 313-288-0370. And check out Freed.com to learn more. That's my time. Thank you for your ears and your energy. Love y'all so much.